and I'll turn off my dryer because it'll flood. Patricia, my darling Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia. You could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Oh, Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling. Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. Everybody, you are not wrong. It's Saturday point two. That's right, Saturday <laughs> point two. <laughs> well, that'll clear everything up, won't it? We are oh live. my goodness! And all I was prepared to say was, "It's not Saturday." We are live, Saturday point two. I think that will be our new thing. We'll just say Saturday point one, Saturday point two, or Saturday minus minus five. Yeah, I thought about that. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden. Hello, everybody. We are here at the wrong time, but with the right stuff. Right station, and it really is May 23rd, year 2016. We are pinch hitting for Bill and Mike. Because, you know, they got company down in Texas. You know, it's never going to be the same down there. With company. They have stuff. They got plenty of good people visiting them. And we love hearing that. So, uh, so uh, we are in here for Monday. I don't know what the schedule is like for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But, you know, I just thought Patricia needs to get out more. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I went to the pharmacy today. 
didn't even go inside because I'd never get out. Oh dear, oh dear. I, I had I was supposed to go inside, so I'll do that tomorrow and pay my dues. Okay. Pay your dues? All right. Well, sort of. Okay. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. How are you? This is a happy Monday. It's we a have happy to tell Monday. people it is Monday, May twenty third, mm-hmm. two thousand sixteen. They are not out of whack with their calendars. We are. <laughs> Well, the day, you know, Monday's sort of a slow day for me. Um, I do three live shows in a row like that, and sometimes Monday's sort of a quiet day to recharge the battery. Or else I arrange my body to do that, you know what I mean? And I'm paralyzed on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and you do two more. You do the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. And I'm sitting here on Saturday night saying, well, you know, I get so wound up. I don't I go to sleep. I know. So, but Sundays are, are Sundays are are melt days. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. You like to melt Patricia butter? Go right ahead. Give her a call. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Oh, we're only going to be here until midnight, so please hurry up and call. The phones are open. Otherwise, I have to give you some really fabulous quotations. Yeah, it gives a heart back to the old days when we had no calls, and it was just Patricia and I for... And, you know, we can only put information please tonight, too. That's right. We get to play that. And I did some homework about that. I want you to be pleased. I'm always pleased with you. So... Would you like to know, maybe I could just explain to people what we're talking about, and then I'll let you know what I came up with. Sure. Okay. Information, please. One of the sterling programs on old-time radio ran for how many years? It started in 1939? 38. 38. 38 and went to, I'm trying to think, for sure, 48, you know. But yeah, it, it was a long yeah. run. Long run. Yeah. Okay, who's there? We'll put information, please, on hold for a moment. Hello there. You must be really good because you put information, please, on hold. Yeah, put it on hold. Happy birthday, John. Hey, Happy thank you. birthday. Yeah. So I, did you have a birthday cake? What did you do today? Nothing. Nothing? Oh, not... You know, maybe that's a good gift. It's raining so much here, I can't get out. I can't get out when it rains, and it's been raining for days after days after days. Uh, I think it's supposed to stop. I think tomorrow we get a break, and then it's going to go back raining again. But I haven't talked to you since yesterday. (laughs) I know what. Wasn't it fun with Ed Crew? We we got to play, got got him to play some Jerome Kearns music, and... Yeah, he, that's he, right. He stayed up till one, till four o'clock in the morning in case we were oh playing. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and he had and he, and he, and he had to tune two piano today. I hope he wasn't sleeping at the keyboard while we were doing that. Who, who did that? Who did that? Ed Coop. Ed Coop? Yeah. Yeah. You have a good show. Uh, the very first song he played yesterday, I forget what it was, but it was from an old Warner Brothers musical. 
I'm trying. Mm. I'm trying to think which one did I ask him to play. The one you haven't heard and you really like. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So if you hadn't heard it, I couldn't think of the name of it. A real fuss to drag it out of your brain. That's true. We'll have to know when we hear the replay. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. Which I always listen to because I get to see listen to the parts after midnight. Oh, that's true. That's what we we got an email just before the show from underscore Bill, and he's trying to figure a way that way people can hear more of Patricia. You know, you know, only on one thing, only one time it's not enough. So we got to figure a way to. Girls rule. Girls I rule. I know it. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I like to have her on more than one night. I, I agree. Oh, God, you two are I making agree. me feel so good. You think Bill and Mike would give up a night for Patricia? Well, well, now, now we're getting into the ridiculous <laughs> At least one night. They yeah, yeah. How many nights would they, they would, give They would give up one night? Yeah, what do you think? Are you asking me or John? <laughs> well, both. I like, I like to have you on for another, another show. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Just kind of oh, jump in in the middle mine, of the week, you mean? Mine, right. they're getting older. <laughs> 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 you guys are getting younger. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, I thought about uh, you know if we ever did another show, what you know during what would be a good time during the week, you know maybe an early afternoon kind of thing. I don't know. We we'll have to figure that out someday. Well, afternoon be hard because I can listen to the whole. Show. I know, I know. And see, but by then Patricia would be out of bed. So if I could, you know, squeeze it, squeeze it in by... My secrets. My secrets. Well, everybody knows, don't they? And <laughs> <laughs> I work sometime, right? Talk to my cousin today. Yeah. When do you get to work, Patricia? She's... Well, apparently I'm not going to be if you guys put me on in the middle of the afternoon. I mean, normally. Normally, when do you work during... during your... Nor- normally, I've been doing daytime work instead of nighttime work. Uh-huh. Which is kind of freaky for me, but oh. <laughs> um, the people I'm doing the work for currently work regular hours, oh. so well, I have to adapt to how, their hours. How, how can they be a client of yours? Don't they understand? I know. Isn't that terrible? I know. Okay, I promise. But, I promise on my Boy Scout handbook. Yeah. If, if we ever get a paying gig, we just won't keep regular hours. What do you think? I think I, if we get an unpaid gig, we should keep regular hours. The, the person in California I've been doing work for in the last couple of weeks, and this is not we, – we've been doing work for a long you time. Have, you have. Yeah. You have. But, uh, yeah, the, the PS and, – and the, when I say work a long time, you know, we'll go for months without talking with mm-hmm. each other, and then something will come up. And he sent an email the other day and said, I'm on the road about 8.30 your time. Can I call you? <laughs> 8.30 in the morning? <laughs> he said yes. So, you don't want to fall asleep. If you make it 9 o'clock, I'll be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. So he did. Aww. Can you imagine? And But he's in California. That means he's on the road at 5.30. Trying to beat the traffic. <laughs> you know? Hey, whiz. John, when you were working... What were your best hours? Were you a day a daytime person? If you had to I never choose. worked shift work. I always worked all daytime. Were you happy with that? Oh yeah. It was 
allowed to do things in the evening, you uh -huh. know. But uh, my last job, I when I moved out of my home and we moved into a condo, and I was a lot further away, I went. Well, I was my own boss. Right. I said I'll just go in an hour earlier and leave an hour earlier, <laughs> and that's what I did. And I mm -hmm. beat the traffic going in, beat the traffic going out. My 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 neighbor across the street worked for C Candy for many many years. It was up in L.A. And he just had retirement here about a year ago. But what he would do, to be, to, he would get up there an hour early, then he would read the paper. He would do the things he would normally do at home, get take it with him to work. So when he got to office, he would, you know, read and do the things he would new, do at mm -hmm. home at the office. Well, our, our office worked, they worked 9 to 5, and I would get in early. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would do. I'd stop on a weekend and get a newspaper, mm -hmm. and I'd read the newspaper as people started showing up. <laughs> I had it kind of easy. So, what so when when you got in early, did that mean that you beat some of the traffic? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, what was the best paper? I wasn't smart what, enough to do that. What was the oh, best? I had to get in early. What was the best paper to pick up, John? What you, did you have a favorite paper? I picked up the, the Baltimore Sun. Uh huh. I don't particularly go along with their their uh, philosophies, but. Uh, it's the only paper in town other than a local paper. So, but up here, we, we get local papers up here in the boondocks. <laughs> are they all are they all giveaway kind of paper? Yeah, the ones up here are free. Uh huh. That seems to be the trend now. Uh, is free papers basically? I don't. I don't, Gonna be interesting to see if we even have subscription delivery services of any papers in the next few years. I just yes, we're going to have newspapers to begin with out of paper. Well, the only thing that I read in the local papers is what's what's happening in the neighborhood. Is there a festival? Or mm -hmm. Somebody having a uh, all-you-can-eat pancake breakfast? Or, that's what I look at for, yeah. the things that's going on in the neighborhood. As far as they only print, print local news. You know, that's but uh, and I understand that they're voting want us to get a police station. <laughs> oh my! So we'll, are you gonna? Uh, we were talking to Fred last Saturday night, and his small town of five thousand people, <laughs> five thousand seven hundred and seventy-nine, has seven police cars. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we, have, well, we don't have but, one. <laughs> we did. Yeah, but there's a little intersection. Uh huh. Where a state trooper sits in the car, you can't see him from the from Main Street. You can't see him unless you turn that corner, mm -hmm. and everybody knows he's there. So they slow up, they go, they stop at the stop signs, and they, they go to twenty five mile hour limit. <laughs> but uh, they're going to have it on the, the ballot to vote for people have voted to have a police station. So, so I think that's a good thing. Yeah, because they got me the other, well, a couple months ago, they got me for speeding. Uh-oh. <gasps> speeding. I don't speed. I was doing 40 miles in there. And then <laughs> they got me at the top of the hill. Uh-huh. And, and I never even had my foot on the gas. Yeah. And by the time I got to the bottom of the hill, he pulled me over, state police. He said, you were doing 40 miles an hour. <laughs> was it? Normally, I don't drive it. <laughs> So uh, 
He came over and said, I'd like to see your license and registration. I says, oh, all right. And my wife got out of the glove compartment. And then I didn't tell him anything about my eyes. Right, right. <laughs> good. That was but anyway, good thinking. He comes to the car, and I says, do I have to get out of the car? He says, oh, no, no, no. He said, I'm only going to give you a warning. I says, oh, okay. So he gave me a warning ticket. So I keep well, that was nice. When you said speeding, I envisioned you going down the interstate at 95. No, I don't ever do that. I'm a surprised even mentioned. I just got to the top of the hill, and it's a steep hill, because we live here at the foothills of the mm-hmm. Appalachian. Uh-huh. And it's a steep hill, and I, I took my foot off. The, I never even had my foot on the gas. It pulled me up for speed. <laughs> well, isn't speeding ticket pretty hefty? I mean, I, I, it seems like I've heard a lot. Few times I heard people get uh, caught for speeding. It's a pretty hefty, you know, a couple yeah, hundred bucks. So much, so much over the speed limit. Well, see, you know what the speed limit was that I, I was violating was 25 mile an hour. I see. Ah, uh, okay. The top of the hill, and you can't help but go faster. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you can walk faster than the posted speed limit. A couple, a couple of women were out walking, and they hollered over to the policemen. Uh, what did they say? Something that was funny. Are we speeding or something? <laughs> I guess that was a cute story. This is very romantic. Now I'll, I'll try to see if I. You know how driving school. Uh, what what you know what the class you take on Saturday if you wanted to expunge your traffic thing on your. Um, in California. Oh, well, it, yeah, it's traffic, um, school. traffic school. Traffic school. It, yeah. Okay. Well, my dad took me up to a line meeting up in Garden Grove, and we left the building, and somehow the police pulled us over, saying that we missed something, you know, a turnoff or whatever. So my dad got a ticket. Well, my mom was driving another day, and she got a ticket. So <laughs> guess, guess, guess what? What? Two parents of what certain broadcast person personality got to spend together all day at traffic school on a Saturday morning. Well, <laughs> it would have been really cool if they had signed you up. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? I saw on Facebook where they're going to have self-driven cars by the, the 2018. If they don't crash, right? If they don't crash, mm. I, I think Google had one crash in a couple of weeks. Yeah, there was the, they they were drive they testing these self driving cars or whatever. Be I don't know if people would trust us. You would trust a car that with no man person I, behind I, it. No, that really, especially when I read that the Google car crashed into a bus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's the way they presented it in the headline and the first paragraph. But what happened is the car could not sense that the bus had stopped to discharge passengers, then started up and eased out into traffic and actually eased into the car. So I, I don't think that was a full credit on a crash, but I, I, no, no, I want my hands on the steering wheel, and I want to, people don't pay attention already. You remember the first no. time you drove, John, how old you were? I was, I was 15. And 
did did you get behind the wheel without any without any instructions? Or how what would you what was it like? Well, my father, we didn't have to go to driving school. And uh-huh. I got my license, and uh, my father taught me. But you could get your driver's license when you were fifteen. Okay, it cost fifty cents. We fifty cents. Went to the police, we went over to the police station and just said, "I need a form for a learner's car." And they'd carry off a sheet and give it to you. You sit down in there and fill it out and give it back to them for 50 cents. <laughs> then you got a learner's card. But, uh, How about you, Patricia? You remember the first time you drove? Mm-hmm. My, my father let me drive his car, uh-huh. and he was in the passenger seat. Uh-huh. And he didn't want to ever be there again. <laughs> uh, I guess I didn't do as well as you thought I should. But, yeah, I, I did okay. And then my boyfriend taught me how to drive, which was really great because it was a standard shift, so I learned how to drive on a standard shift. Yeah, that's all right. That's all yeah. we had, standard shift. <laughs> that's all what? That's all we had, well, we a standard had. shift. I, well, we had a choice back then, but, 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 but um, Chris, Chris had a standard shift. He had a brand-new pickup that was so beautiful, and it was a standard shift pickup, so... He taught me how to drive. Got my poor father off the hook. <laughs> I still drive a standard shift car. That's the only car you'll, you'll drive is a standard shift. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I've ever had. Oh, my. Well. Well, that, that's good. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, I have some information about your traffic ticket, your your speeding tickets. Yeah. Yeah, in Texas it'll cost you three hundred dollars, but wow. the average—yeah, I know—the wow. average is one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars, and if you're really bad, it'll go higher than that. I don't know about other states, but here there are signs posted on major roads that if there are work crews out working, and you're caught speeding, whatever the fine is is automatically doubled. Yeah, I've seen those signs. <clears throat> they, they they warned you that, that the fines were doubled and they were concussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I always wondered if it's maybe based upon a sliding scale. The faster you go, the more likely you have a heavier fine. That's what I would have thought. Maybe these are basic costs you can plan on, mm-hmm. 150 to 200, and then they factor in depending on how fast you were going. Patricia? I got stopped one night. Did you get... And, and yeah, and I, and I got a warning. It it was nighttime, 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 uh-huh. and I didn't realize that the light I was seeing way up the road was a flashlight that the sheriff's deputy was using to, you know, flag cars into a parking lot. Right. And I was doing 38 miles an hour. Again, this is a straight through from one highway to another highway. It's mm-hmm. a straight through road, but it's through residential area, and it's a 30-mile-an-hour zone. And they were out there giving out warning tickets, I think. I suppose if a license came back and somebody had been bad fairly recently, it might have been different. But I got a warning ticket for doing 38 in a 30-mile-an-hour and I was just following traffic. They had everybody in there. They had to stop pulling cars in because the parking lot was full. I got pull- uh, I got pulled over one time. Well then, <laughs> let's hear this. I know it's, it's a trick question. 
going to answer the trick question now. Very good, John. This is how I got pulled over. We were in Nevada, leaving the hotel, which I hit the swap for seven hundred dollars. So we 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 were <gasps> trying to sneak out. You didn't add. Oh, you didn't fess up to that one. <laughs> so we were so we were going home with my dad, brother, and I. And my my brother was driving. My dad was in the you know shotgun seat up there on the passenger side. I was in the back. And I'm good about seatbelt. I always have put my seatbelt on since the 70s. Mm-hmm. And we had a California license plate going home. And we were being followed by the Nevada police. Ooh. And they pulled us over. <laughs> and my dad walked out of the car and wanted to know why we got pulled over. And they pointed to me saying he didn't have a seatbelt on. Well, it was one of those rental cars that the seatbelt was really, really tight. So I had it on, but I didn't have it over the shoulder. I had it a little bit oh, on the side. Oh, it had to cross your uh, uh-huh. So, uh-huh. so, da- so Dad went over and showed that I had the seatbelt on, so they let us off. But that, but that's why you had half a seatbelt. Well, it was still on completely. We just well, you, you stopped short. Your nose was going to be in your brother's <laughs> the back of your brother's seat. But oh I, my I, goodness! I, I, for a long time, I thought seatbelt walls were only for the front seat. But I still had the seatbelt on just for the back. But I, I, I don't know if they, well, if they changed that. But no, it's everybody's got to have a seatbelt on, and it's interesting. Some states still cannot stop you just for seatbelts. They have to stop you for something else, and then if you're not wearing your seatbelt, then they can yeah. attack that's, you for that. You're like that. But that's they'll find like something. That. You know, gee, it that's looks like your muscles are <laughs> You have a light out or something, mm-hmm. they can pull you, but then they can check you for seatbelt. Yeah, they have that here. Mm-hmm. So. Nowadays, yeah. nowadays, um, we just went with my dad to renew his driver's license here not too long ago. All the re- all the driver's license tests in California are pretty much computer driven. You can mm-hmm. you can you can option if you wanted a written version, but you know to pass the the test, it's pretty much you mm-hmm. know they want you at the uh, computer panel to yeah. pick it out. You can do traffic school on the computer too. You didn't even have to go sit in the in the classroom. Uh, have you ever done traffic school, Patricia? I had to do it when I crashed my car in 2012. Wait, did you have a good time? On the computer? They made me a wreck. They had two questions with incorrect answers. <laughs> and I thought, uh, uh, this is terrible. You know, so I called them, uh-huh. and they were really rude. Uh, apparently, I was the 928th <laughs> called that particular weekend. But, gee whiz, I mean, we were getting charged for wrong answers. And their answers were incorrect. Well, that's not that's not good. Well, that, uh, did you well write, anyway, you know, yes. you know, you know, John, our Patricia is well known for writing letters and emails to higher oh, yeah. up. Did you do? I know about oh, that. Yeah. I heard about the uh, the margarine. What was it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. So did you write? Yeah. Did you write a letter or an email on this one? Patricia? Mm, well, considering 
I was going to school because I did a bad thing. Uh, and I didn't realize that I could have gotten it expunged, but I didn't. I didn't sign up early enough. Uh-huh. And you get a traffic ticket. I didn't know this because this was the first time this ever happened to me. Um, if you get a ticket, the information shoots out to every soul who has a computer can access this. And I started getting a flood. I mean, this was an avalanche of cards and letters and notes. We'll get your ticket fixed from every lawyer who ever had anything in traffic court. I must have had 25 notices from these people. And I thought this was shyster stuff. You know, if if you commit murder, we'll get you off type stuff. And it wasn't. It was a real thing. If if I had signed up for traffic school two weeks earlier than I did, it would have been expunged from my from my license. So I got points on my license. I guess they're gone now, but I got points on my license for the first time in my whole little life. I did it right. (laughs) I did it big, but you know, it was the first time. I didn't know any of this stuff. I'm just a little kid. Well, John, I am so glad that you got to give us a call tonight, and we got to wish you happy birthday. And I hope somebody gave you a piece of birthday cake anyway. My daughter and her husband are in Florida. They're in St. Augustine. Okay. Well, that's that's really way up. She left left a gift for me one day because they left early in the morning. Uh Uh-huh. And they left a gift on the kitchen table for me. Oh, that's sweet. That's There's nice. No okay. So, so you had birthday stuff. So we need we need to have a birthday cake delivered to you. It's just raining too much to go outside. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope it don't rain tomorrow. The grass here is so high. Well, have you ordered Noah's Ark to show up, or, or are you going to be able to be okay? No, I'm, I think I think somebody was out there building an ark. <laughs> I don't know if it was Noah. <laughs> well, I I promise you that we will not send an ice cream cake. Yeah, yeah right. I've never had one. Oh, I not to do I, that. So. I got one. We were down the Outer Banks of North Carolina about three years ago, uh-huh. and one of my granddaughters was 16, and we went over to the place, and we over to the store. There's not many stores there, and we found one, and they had one of those ice cream cakes. I need a hammer and a chisel. He was shouted out on the porch in the sun. <laughs> it fall out a little bit. It was really hard. But that's the first time I had an experience with ice cream cake. Uh. <laughs> and the only place you need to bring a hair dryer with you in order to eat your food. Oh, my God, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> test you out. Well, John, you've still got a little bit left of your birthday day, and I hereby instruct you to go enjoy it. Okay, I'll try. Perfect, John. Okay. I'm glad we got to talk to you. Yeah, Bill Bragg on his portion of the show today, he had uh, Sylvia on with him. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I guess today was tape one, so I guess he, I, I noticed he posted it on Facebook, and so, uh, I tuned in, I missed it, so I guess on tape one or however they're calling it, she's on it with Bill, I guess. Yeah, she was on there with him, and he was showing her how different 
things at the station. Uh, you know, you're, when a program ends, he, he flipped a switch and, and, and it says you're listening to the Yesterday U.S., you know, all those ah, so that's gadgets that he uses. So it was show and tell day. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. So. But I was surprised. I thought, oh, he'll, he'll probably have her on tonight. I did, too. I was. That's why I was surprised when I got the email from Kim. Um, they said they were going to go somewhere. They're, they're showing her all around. She'll, she's having a very good time. I'm glad. I'm glad, you know. I know she said on the on the uh, on the Facebook post she said she was suffering from a little bit of depression or something. Mm-hmm. This 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 a good trip. This was a good trip for her. Yeah, so, I'm glad. I always feel somebody that you know if they're suffering from a little bit of depression, something like that's an escape, you know. Yep, it's a good so, thing. But I was glad I listened to it. I I am too, John. So, all right, we will talk to you hopefully Saturday. Yeah, I hope I can get through to you. I hope so too. Because I, I got a, I got a question for you for Friday, uh, for Saturday. Oh. You think you think I, you think I know the answer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you have a safe week, John, and we'll talk to you on Saturday. All right. You okay. guys have a good time. I'm still listening. Terrific, John. Okay. Thanks so All much. Right. Bye bye. Bye-bye. This is good because midnight is John's cutoff time, and that's ours tonight, too. And, you know, uh, so Dick Tracy's supposed to be on with us on Saturday, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee whiz. Oh, gee whiz. One, at least by the end of Friday, before midnight, Walden is going to find out the name of the person we're going to be talking with on questions galore, but. It would be nice to be able to say hello. Dick. Hi, Dick. Charlie, Dick. <laughs> right, yeah, Dick. Oh, Walden. Oh, Walden. Okay, so I have two things. How many Walden do you have in your life, huh? Huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness, only one. <laughs> I have one, and I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm glad. I can I can be a handful, can't I? New paragraph. I'm so glad it's, I'm so glad it's only one in my life. Oh my goodness! If I had two of you, what would I do? Uh, you would be you would have a handful, my dear. Mm, wow. Yes. Okay. Well, I did two things. The first thing is to put some homework into information, please. And we were going to talk about that. Good. And the second thing I did was to follow through. Uh, let, let me do this correctly. Walden and I were talking. There's a new phrase or a new thing that has attached itself to our conversation. Mm-hmm. We do not begin sentences any longer with, I mean. We, be- we begin them with, so. So. Yes. So, so, should we, so should we go to the call? Oh, we have a call. Oh, dear. Okay. Maybe we'll stay until one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, Carl. You're on here. Hello. <clears throat> this is Russ Stevens in Dallas. Hello, Russ. Hi, Russ. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? We're good. I am very good. Thank you. When are you going to send me my shows? Well, when they get out in the mail, Russ. 
Soon, soon, Patricia's been working, so, you know, that comes first, because we don't want her thrown out of the house, so. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, um, so once, once, once the cat can stay away, then the mice can play, so we're going to. That's true. Yeah. When the rent is paid, yeah. 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 Hey, I got a trivia question. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> what was Superman's real name? Well, that's a great one. And I remember reading it. Yeah, I don't is it, remember. Is it, is it from the? Are you saying from the comic book series or from the movie? I ever read the one. Cause I think in the movie it's different. Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, we're, I mean, we're not going to let him off the hook. The movies are too recent. Has to be when he when he crashed to Earth and his mommy and daddy said said goodbye to him and put him in the rocket yeah. ship that crashed right. to yeah. Earth. What was his mm-hmm. name in the rocket ship? Jarrell. <gasps> Jarrell was his father. Right, but I think he was Jarrell Jr. No. I'm going to look it up and okay. and pretend okay. and pretend that I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Now I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to look it that's, up. That's good. I, I I'm trying to remember. I think I I seen it's in the back of my head, way way far away. I don't know if I'm going to get it. Um. Give up? Sure, go ahead. Kyle L. Kyle L. There it is. Kyle L. Very good. K A L. Man, I'm going to blow this stuff up. What was his mother's name? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think she, I think Joel gave her a name, and I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Well, the name of. Superman's birth parents. Let's see what this has yep. to say. Um, best answer. Well, we don't have anything. Um, How about that? Laura. Huh? Is that right? Laura? Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. What did you say? Laura. Laura, yeah, that's right. It was Laura. Very good. Goodness gracious. Thank goodness for the Internet. Because really, some of the stuff out there is true. What was the name of the planet? Uh, Krypton. Krypton. Okay. That's it. Can I go have my coffee now? You're very good, Patricia. <laughs> that's, that is the end. And that's how come kryptonite makes him weak because it's yeah. from his home planet, and it would be one of the normal things on yeah. his planet. Yeah, and he couldn't see, with his X-ray vision, he couldn't see through lead. Did we ever understand why that happened? What? Or couldn't happen? I don't think why so. he could, why he could not see through lead? I don't well, think I don't know. I don't think anybody can. Well, th- this is true, but Superman could do anything except tolerate kryptonite and see through lead. Now, we talk about his X-ray vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my bet would be because X-rays cannot penetrate lead. No. Okay. If you stand on the other side, yeah. No, they can't. That's why they wear Hey, let me tell you a story. Sure. Uh, I had a blind wife I was married to for a while. She went down with her sister to take the driving test, and her sister failed it. And she took the written test and passed it. 
And they said, well, how did you learn? I said, well, you can, you hear all the questions all the time on TV. Well, anyway, she passed that and said, uh, now how about the driving part? And the cop said, I was <laughs> in the car. <laughs> oh, gee. So they're going to oh, start having cars that will drive themselves. That's what they're working on. I don't know how good that's going to work. I think you and Patricia um, are on the same opinion. Uh, we're on the same page with that, Russ. I don't. I don't want to let go of my steering wheel. It might be. It might be controlled by GPS, you know, or Google Maps or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, the one that's drive. I thought. I thought both of you women were blind. Nope. Nope. Patricia has sight. Huh? Patricia can see. Yeah, how about you? I, I'm, I'm, I've been blind since I was nine and a half. Total? Uh, I, I had partial. Uh, I had, how I had, much? Can you, can you see to read? Uh, not now, but I did for the first nine and a half years. Oh, uh-huh. So I saw for the first nine and a half year I could read, mm. and then I had light vision, and I'm not too sure now. Mm, okay. How about you, Russ? Were you born blind? Yep. Uh, well... Actually, well, yes, I was born mm-hmm. blind. Uh, what happened was uh, they didn't know what to do. The oxygen uh, dev- uh, destroyed the rest of oxygen. Eyes. Yes, yes, yes. I don't see why. Why couldn't they have covered your your face up uh, after you were born? Plus, I was premature. I wonder. Yeah. If, I wonder if that would have helped. I don't think so. It wasn't that the oxygen affected the eyes directly. It was over-oxygenation of the body that caused the damage. And I don't know exactly how that happened, uh, you know, what the, what the mechanism or the process was, but it was the high oxygen content in the incubators that, um, yeah. I know that's what happened to John Lloyd Gassman, too. Yeah, I don't. I'm thinking maybe they could cover your face up, and I don't know whether that would have worked or not. Well, I'm thinking the oxygen must have gone into the blood cells or something. Yeah. Uh, You know, so I don't know if that would have helped. Let's see. Over oxygenation. They could have made me see light, Uh but that would have been all. Hmm. You feel like you Mm -hmm. missed anything? Not really. Uh huh. Did you learn Braille? I did when I was ten. Oh yeah. Well, I started learning it when I was seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me tell you a story about that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> okay, I've got real good uh, obstacle perception. Okay. Mhm. And I didn't just kind of walk slow around. I'd you know run or whatever I wanted to do, and so when I started. What they used to do, they used to say that Braille would hurt your eyes if you looked at it. I don't know whether that's true or not. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I, I don't, you know, the, I think the jury's still out on that. But anyways, all right, they gave me one. We called them an apron, but it was a sack they'd put over your head, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, for the first two weeks, I had one, and and then the next week, I looked in my drawer where I kept my equipment, and I didn't have one. I asked the teacher, I said, what happened to mine? <clears throat> she said, well, 
we we finally figured out you didn't need one. Ah, interesting. So, so you didn't have to use it. No. Very nice. Oh, I'm hmm. real good. You know, I used to help uh, some of the university students that were studying obstacle perception and different things. Mm-hmm. I used to help them with a lot of their experiments. I got out of a lot of classes that way. <laughs> now, uh. Did you go to a school for the blind? Nope, never did. Uh, well, if you go to a regular public school, will they let you take music and stuff like that? Or? Yep, everything, everything like that, correct, uh-huh. Well, some schools will and some won't, I, I think. Well, I was in California, and, you know, California pretty progressive. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about this Saturday night, how many people who went to blind school really did not have a good experience from it. Well... Some of the things was all right, but a lot of it I, I really didn't care for. Uh-huh. I had my ham radio station up at school. You like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been a ham radio operator for just just about 60 years. Come July the 12th was when my first license was issued, and I got it on the 15th of uh, July. 1956. Mm. Well, thank you, Russ, for giving us a call. Okay. And we'll talk to you soon. All righty. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Two zero seven one. Here, Patricia. And you finished it. Walden will stop in the middle of the phone number when he's got something to say, uh-huh. and he does. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, "What happened to the other half? What? 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 You want to, what, you want to, what? Go, you want to go over your research before we go to the call? What do you got? Nope. Um, it, it's just a quickie. It's that the ox- over-oxygenation will affect the blood vessels supplying the retina. Mm-hmm. And that's where the damage comes in. They weren't monitoring or didn't know that they had to monitor the amount of oxygen that an infant, a premature infant, uh, received. And the the smaller the baby, the more susceptible they were to this so it's a it's a matter of measuring and keeping very close tabs on the levels of blood oxygen the end hello Carl you're on with Patricia hi Walden Patricia I just thought God say hi oh well Gary how are you I don't think we talked to you this year yet no I've uh, (laughs) read a a couple times but you got a big audience anymore well are you getting all the rain like John is in Maryland, or was it? Was, oh, yeah. Or is it yeah. yeah, it's supposed to clear off some tomorrow, I believe. This is our Jerry? Yes. Oh, for heaven's sakes, Jerry, hello. I'm so glad you called in. I was thinking about you. Honest to goodness, I'm going to start thinking about people a lot more because I was thinking about you and Elizabeth last week. Yeah. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. Hanging in here, day at a time. 
I tried to call you a couple times. I was surprised to hear you on the air tonight. I, uh, yeah, we were surprised, we're surprised too. to be here. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I uh, don't listen a lot anymore. I kind of changed my schedule around. I, I get up about 4 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, you guys get don't up at don't... 4 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. We've got everybody's bases covered. I'm still awake. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm usually, uh, usually get sacked out by now. So, okay, tell me about fishing. Has, well, has, is been. this a fishing sparing time for you? Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't been this year. Why? Oh, a couple of reasons. I just, uh, just really haven't felt up to it and haven't felt like it. And then uh, uh, I, I parked my boat a few years ago, and I had a friend I, I, I fished with. And, mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, sank his boat this year. Uh oh. <gasps> oh my goodness, is he okay? Yeah, his son, son had it, and uh, they uh, he hit, hit some rocks, and and uh, it went down in about ninety seconds. He said, but they had a they had a life raft <laughs> on, and and they were wow. Just, this was one serious crash. Yeah. They were close enough to shore. They had a radio signal, so they might have hit the bottom, right? If they're going to go down in ninety seconds, you got to hit was it. A, yeah, a pile of rock pile is what they hit. Wow! How big was the boat? Uh, twenty-three foot. Alright, so not huge, but big enough to sink. Wow! Oh, yeah, yeah, Boy, that's was scary. And uh, so anyway, he, uh, you know, we've been working on his uh, his other boat out here. He's the one one that I always fished with him on uh, is a diesel boat that uh, we built about ten years ago, and uh, mm-hmm. he hasn't used it in the last like three years, so we're putting it back together, getting it run again. That's the one you take out beyond eyesight. Oh, well, yeah, well, the 23-footer did, too. I mean, they, 20, they run that 23-footer out, you know, 80 miles all the time. Wow. <laughs> I won't go on an ocean liner. <laughs> I'm not going to hit a 23-footer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, the oh, diesel boat's 29-foot. I mean, it's not, not a lot of difference. <sighs> Twenty-nine. Yeah, there's a big difference. You get an awful lot in six feet of a boat. And and they're both single engines, so. So. Oh really? You, so you helped build the thing ten years ago. What? How did you build a boat? You did it from scratch, or was it? Well, I actually the, bought a bought a haul and retrofitted it with this diesel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The boat was originally an offshore racing boat. I had uh, twin five oh two. Chevy motors in it with the uh, outdrives, and we uh, bought just the hull with no power in it, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know, I redesigned it. I had to do a lot of calculations on that and figure out, you know, we put the where to put the engine. We put a uh, a diesel with a straight straight shaft on it, no outdrives, and uh, everybody when I was working on, it, everybody was telling me it would never work, but that was a really a nice boat for uh, for what, what he used it for. Uh, Did I hear uh, you just say that you started with the hull of a racing boat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, twi- what? 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 what, what, what? Help, help me with this. I mean, I, the, the cigarette boats and the super boats and yeah, this is what it looked like, like a cigarette. You know, one, like, one of the lightweight ones. Yeah, but it's only twenty-nine foot. You know. Yeah. Well, when you mentioned racing boat, it got got me thinking about Guy Lombardo and his racing days on the water and. I you don't didn't re- know that. 
Oh, he was a world champion motorboat racer. My goodness, yeah. I bet he was better at motorboat than music. <laughs> I mean, well, think about it. Uh, you know, he he was he was not exactly. Um, he was pretty popular. Stan Clyburn on the, on but, any of his instruments, and he yeah, wiggled a stick. That's about all he did. Yeah, but you know, he made career yeah, for but, sixty years. Yeah, I know. I know. Isn't it wonderful when people can make a living at stuff they can't do? <laughs> I mean, that's really wonderful. That's to be celebrated. I never figured out how to do that. Well, you have five brothers. That helped. It, it helped them. Yeah, it helped. I mean, that, that, that band applied to all the family. I mean, that, 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 you know. That, that is so true. And I know that there were... There was at least one brother who dropped out of the circle. I did some reading about them one night a long time ago. It was around New Year's Eve for us. Mm-hmm. But um, So I'm, I'm really excited about racing boats. I love to watch the racers well, out that's there. that's why I was just wondering, to, you don't really hear about it, per se, you know, the competitions. Or, yeah, I don't know. know. Jerry, how, how healthy is the circuit these days of the... Offshore powerboat races. I really don't know anything about it, to be honest with you. you probably know so I could it. tell you anything and you would believe me. Well, absolutely. <laughs> uh, back back in the 60s, I was involved with uh, some hard plane racing, with, uh, uh, you know, the amateur class, you know, and, and uh, yeah. I, I, I just wrenched on a, on a boat with a guy. Uh, he had, well, actually, there's a couple guys that I wrenched on their boats for. So was that the only boat mm-hmm. that you built or 10 years ago, or did you have you built others over the years? Uh, well, you know, you have to really define build. I didn't I didn't start laying up fiberglass. You know, this was a hull that was completed right. and had been in the water. It was just, uh, it was manufactured in the 70s. And then, uh, uh, you know, like I said, we retrofitted. It was never designed to have a full inboard or... You know, single engine, any of that. You know, so uh, so had to. You know, we stripped it all out and and I weighed it and figured out where the where the weights would be, where to put things, and and uh, you know, just went from there. You know, why well, they take some skill? You just wing it. Yeah, it's and it's on the water, Mamma Mia! You can trip, you can drown in water. You know, it, I forgot it. I got it running the very first trip. I ran it around, uh, kept it close to shore, you know, and, and uh, put a couple hours on it. But then the first fishing mm. trip, we went uh, 85 miles out in it, and uh, on a nighttime chunking trip. So we left, uh, le- actually left just slightly before dark, and and uh, didn't realize it. But on our, as we got out there, our, our, our radio uh, wouldn't transmit. We, you know, we could hear everybody, but nobody could hear us. Ooh. The other way around would have been a lot better. What's that? The other way around would have been a lot better. In a way, yeah. But, uh, in in a very big way. Yeah. So, so we were out there with a with a uh, boat I just cobbled together in the backyard here, and, and uh, we're 85 miles out, and nobody can hear us. <laughs> Do boats carry flyers or things just in case? Carry what? You know, like red f- flames or fires or, you know... In other words, if if you were lost on the water, and your radio was not working, could there be another way to communicate? 
you know. Well, I mean, you have flares, but flares, yeah. See the, if you can't see a boat, they're not going to see that. Uh, that's pretty much it. If you don't have uh, like a satellite phone or a radio or or uh, uh, an emergency beacon or something like that, you know. I mean, these modern EPIRBs, they're they're, they're great because they'll they work off satellite and they'll. Uh, most of them have a GPS built into them, so they'll actually, you know, bring somebody right to you once you once you trigger it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, well, exhale on that. We didn't have anything. You know, we uh, uh, the the EPIRB I had I had was uh, was outdated, and we didn't bother mm-hmm. uh, upgrading it, and we didn't know the radio wasn't working. So anyway, it was, it was a fun trip. Went out and and. Uh, we got a the highlight of the night was I got a got a swordfish. How big? Wasn't a big one. It was uh I don't you remember. You took a baby? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh well actually we put it back. It would have been legal but we we dumped it back. But uh Okay. It was you probably, redeemed it was yourself. Could you go fishing, Patricia? Sure, okay. without a hook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, the, the, I used to do fishing, but also, you know, it was it was catch and release. I, I never kept anything, and I hope I treated them well enough that they survived. It's such a tricky thing. But yeah, yes, I have had fishing in my background. Yeah, did you use barbless hooks then? I this is a long time ago, Jerry. I don't know. <laughs> I I really don't know. I ca- I caught some eels one time. Yeah. It was the bay side of an island, not the ocean side, but the bay side, and I threw a line in. I want to tell you, I thought I had hooked Moby Dick. That thing, <laughs> it was incredible. And when I finally pulled it up, it was an eel. I mean, a big eel. Those things are strong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know it until then, but gee, willikers. That was the end of my fishing day that day. Do you remember how big it was? I don't. How big can they grow? Uh, I didn't think it was particularly huge. Yeah, I've I've got them where they were, you know, several pounds, like, like, you know, three feet long and two, three inches diameter, you know. Well, th- yeah, well, that would have been about right. I I thought it was kind of short. Yeah. But they, and, uh, I don't know why, you know, Cecil, the seasick sea serpent. Um, I thought that they grew a lot larger than that. Well, they, yeah, they, they do different, different kinds of eels, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. No, it, it, I don't think it, it reached three feet. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Feet. It was strong. Truly, it, it was in shark territory. I thought I had a small shark on the end. Yeah, ones we use for, uh, uh, like, when we're fishing for stripers, they're, you know, they'll they'll usually be like maybe you know, fourteen, sixteen inches, and you know, mm-hmm. like, so about as big around your thumb, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't babies. like me. That's for sure. What was the biggest? Fish I didn't like him either. What was the biggest fish you ever caught, Jerry? What was the biggest oh, one? I, I don't know. Probably, uh, probably bluefin tuna. Uh, you know, we've we've had them like 170 pound or so. Holy cats! Uh, I mean, that's not a great big one. Uh, Bigger 170 pounds. 
have that's to pass a five, people. That's not a very big one. <laughs> that's long, a person. How long did it take you to bring that puppy in? Well, the gear we had, it, it took a while. There's one day we was out there, we we fought fish for, uh, we had three fish hooked up. We fought them for about eight hours, nine hours, and, and didn't get any of them in the boat. So we had, you know, using lighter gear and stuff. And uh, We had two right at the boat and uh, ready to gaff it when, uh, when we lost them. That's usually where you lose them, right at the boat. Wow. It was, uh, yeah, we had probably five people on the boat, and, and uh, it was on my friend's boat there, and, and he uh, he started to put the baits back out, and they were, people were about to tackle it, and they was going to throw him overboard. Said, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> Everybody was so tired from wrestling them fish. Yeah. And these were these were pretty good-sized blue fan. They, they were, the bigger ones were like 250 pounds. That's good size. Oh yeah, yeah. Good size. Yeah, and you know we didn't we didn't have the gear for it. I mean, uh, it just didn't. You know, when you start getting up that way, you need to like in one thirties and stuff. You know, <clears throat> and uh, you know the real. You know, I've I've used them down in North Carolina, but I never never hooked a giant down there. Uh-huh. You know, they catch them. You know, anywhere from four hundred to you know over a thousand pounds down there. And uh, in the, in the uh, like in January. But uh, those those reels alone weigh twenty pounds, you know. Uh, just a fishing reel. Yeah, yeah. And time you load it up with line and put it on a rod, you know, you got a chunk of weight right there just just in the rod and reel. I mean, so you gotta use some support. I get to anchor it down, or how? Yeah, well, you, you fight them from a chair. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. yeah. But. Uh, yeah, like I said, where we go up here, I mean, uh, you know, a hundred pounder is a nice fish. You know, mm-hmm. we catch a, you know, a, a routinely catch them, you know, seventy, eighty-five pound like that. You know, and, uh, once they get up over a hundred, hundred and fifty, you're getting into pretty nice size fish. Then, no, no, I'm talking about fish right now. Do they ever count? Do they ever count the the poundage? In other words, you know, you're allowed to catch so many fish a day. Is any of it ever based upon the poundage rather than the number of fish? No, your actual creel limit is is, is fish count. You know, size size limit and uh-huh. the number of fish. And uh, and they have to be big enough for keepers, yes? Well, it's, uh, different fisheries have different different rules, you know. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this year on the, on the stripers, uh striped bass out there they have a, a slot and I'm, I, I haven't been this year so I don't know the exact sizes but like you can keep them and, and again this is made up here but like from 28 to 34 inches and then you can't keep them from you cannot keep them from like 34 to 42 inches say and then you can keep them again and again those numbers are not exact there's not the correct numbers I just made those up you know there's a slot what they call a slot there where you're not allowed to keep them so, when did the game warden check on people? Do they do they check everybody once they hit the shore, or how do they make well, sure? They can do it both. Yeah, they'll they'll come out and board if uh, uh, you know if, if you're out like close enough to shore. You don't often see uh, see anybody checking boats, you know, out in the canyon. So I guess it could happen. I've never had it happen, but uh-huh. uh, you know, at the inshore spots, uh, 
boats like on the on the, uh, on the reef sites and all then you know the uh, coast guard or the marine police can mm-hmm. uh, they can be checking your creel there and uh, and then when you return to to port they'll uh, you know they'll oftentimes have people there waiting you know because they they know about what time the boats are coming in and all you know so and uh, yeah and they'll check you there wow Oh, well. Oh, do, do you have turkeys in the yard this year? What's that? Do you have turkeys in the yard this year? No, no. I haven't done much of anything since, since we had that fire. I honestly, no. Like I said, I just uh, still get pretty depressed about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should have been more thoughtful. I should have understood that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, we're getting, you know, we're just... Uh, yeah, I've been been taking over the house a little bit and stuff. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so are you getting up at four in the morning every morning, or just just normally the five days a week? What's your? Uh... Yeah, well, I've, I've been going. Uh, I, I go I go out go swimming every morning. Mm-hmm. I get up uh, I get up between four and four thirty, and and leave the house away after five. So and I I go. Uh, swim a couple thousand yards every morning and, and then come back. You know? <laughs> I'm glad you're putting it to good use. Four <laughs> o'clock in the morning makes me nervous. No, well, it gives me an anxiety up. attack. Yeah, I always like getting up in the morning. <gasps> yeah, not everybody does. There's other, you know, some people are not <laughs> people. So. You noticed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a night person, always, from the time I can remember when I was two or three, I've always been a night person. Yeah, I've um, always been exactly the opposite, you know. Yeah. My but, cousin yeah. called today. We had a good conversation, mm-hmm. and I'm going to her house for dinner on Friday. <laughs> she said, be here at 3.30. <laughs> Betty does breakfast. <laughs> no, 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 we're going to have Italian dinner. I, okay, I'll I've never had Italian for breakfast, but we'll try it. (laughs) (laughs) She's funny, but she's one of the, she's just like, you, Jerry, what time do you go to bed? What's that? I don't mean to be terribly personal, but I'll ask anyway. What time do you normally go to bed? Oh, I'm usually crashing by now, yeah. By now. By now. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's only got four hours. It it depends just how, how I'm feeling, you know. Now my my dad gets a, is awake by four, but he goes to sleep by about seven o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what Betty does. Uh-huh. She's you know when when it gets to be six thirty, I know it's time to leave because she's going to get ready for bed pretty soon. But she's in bed by eight o'clock, and up before daylight. Wow. I so, I've never been able to to sleep very long at a time. Uh huh. So. Uh, four, four and a half hours, as long as I can stay in a bed. That's, 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 so, do you do you grab any sleep or cat naps during the day? Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, gotta have a power nap here and there. Okay, all right. You guys make me nervous with all of this stuff, you know. Well, now have you ever tried, Patricia? It might it might be good for you. Walden. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I did have a squirrely schedule for a while um, when I when I did hospital work, and, and it was supervision. It was before I, I I had to work other people's hours, but 
I set up a schedule because they were always short on weekends and I didn't care working weekends. I would work double shift on Friday, double shift on Saturday, and morning shift on Sunday. You crammed it all in pretty tight, didn't you? So I, oh, I had oh, my, five, my five shifts. I would, I would be there at 7.30 in the morning and get home at about 2 in the morning on Fridays mm-hmm. and the same on Saturdays. And then on Sunday I would be in at 7.30 and you know, finish up about 4 or 5 o'clock. How old were you when you did that? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was in my stupid stage. <laughs> I had but a very I, long I, I, stupid I did stage. Too when I, was about, about I, I was young enough to do it. Yeah. Yeah, she ran the hospital when she was 21, Gary, so, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it had to be when her childhood. Right. It was in my babyhood. When I was, yeah. I was like 13 years old, uh, I was actually a security guard. And, uh, Are you serious? Wow. Boy, you got me beat hands down. And, uh, yeah, I took, what did uh, you? I took a job as a security guard, and I, and, uh, I would do... Uh, like from Friday Friday evening up until Sunday night, I'd do five shifts, you know, five eight-hour shifts. So, wow. all right. So you're in my time. What did you guard? It was an industrial park. Uh, the place had a fence during the day. They left the gates open, and then when the evening shift changed, uh, after the shift changed, they would uh, close the gates and and uh, only leave one gate available and. And I'd, mm-hmm. have to, I'd have to, you know, let people in and out, and, yeah. and then so, about every couple hours, drive through the park and, and check things out. Did you ever have a problem? You had to chase somebody down, or oh, somebody no. chased you it, down? Yeah, it was uh, the idea mostly just to have a set of eyes out there, so people weren't just doing whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh, the only only problem we had uh, that I was aware of, and. Uh, and and I wasn't aware of when it happened, but <laughs> the guy that uh, <laughs> got mad at me. But uh, where the they had a little little phone booth thing that you set in there at the, near the gate, and and mm-hmm. you had a truck, you you'd, uh, you know ride around the truck and check the place out about every every hour and a half or so. And uh, well, anyway, on the uh, right right behind me, probably no more than a hundred yards away, there was a restaurant. Uh, it was inside the park, inside the fence, but the out the the front of the store was accessible from the street. And uh, while I was there one night, somebody broke in that and robbed them. Oh dear! Yeah, I, I didn't know it. You know, I, I was asleep. <laughs> I was probably sleeping. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> reading your Superman comics. Yeah, they uh, somebody someone broke in there and. and I mean, they they were on the other side of the building. I mean, you know, it's not where I could see them, you know. Yeah. But uh, I I never saw them or heard anything, you know. But the guy that owned the restaurant, he was pretty mad. Well, owners can be unreasonable. Well, I can understand. They want their doors locked. Yeah. That was the only (laughs) only event uh, that I had there. Well, I think you've done good. What was the, cra- like, what, what, was the what was the craziest thing that ever happened to you at work, Jerry? Any any funny stories of all the different things you did? Anything? Oh gosh, I'd have to think about that. In a while. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Once you figure that one out, let us know. 
Call him. Yeah, that would be another phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you some trucking stories, but those get involved. You know? Oh, yeah. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand them anyway. Well, I understood the one. <laughs> you drove the car to the top of the cab, and it was icy, and you just kept going. Oh, yes, yeah, slid right off the top. Oh, boy, was that scary, and I wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really hurt anything. They just sit down on the frame when the... When the when the wheels fall off the truck and it drops on the frame, it stops. You know. Doesn't hurt anything. <laughs> well, I hope you know CPR because it certainly would have hurt me. Wow. I look at these things. These these carriers, they pull nine cars sometimes. How do they do that? Yeah, well, one's uh, like the the Stinger rig I drove. It had 14 decks. So it, would, it would haul 14 tiny cars and and like 12 intermediate cars holy cats and then when you get into vans and trucks and all it'd be you know you keep yeah less, you know? yeah mm-hmm. yeah they just it's it's just a big jig, jigsaw puzzle uh <laughs> yeah you, you, huh? once you I, I was i don't know why i was surprised it was silly to be surprised to learn that the drivers have to load the cars onto the trucks. Oh, yeah. Somehow, I load, thought load somebody at the at the dealership or the the um, manufacturing plant. I thought somebody would do it, and then all you guys did. Well, all you guys did. You you were responsible for the driving of the truck, not the cars. No, you're you're responsible for the, for the whole thing. For the whole load. Yeah, and like I say, no one else could really load it anyway. I mean, it takes somebody that knows what they're doing. And, uh, well, you were it, smart it, not like me. That is a process, you know. Uh, loading. You, if you line up twelve cars in a row and look at them, think about putting them on one truck, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, getting them on looks like it would be a whole lot easier than getting those puppies off. No, that's the other way around. They come off a lot easier. Uh, oh my goodness! Well, you're talking to somebody who can't back up a car. I realized that the other day when I tried to back into a parking space and realized that I had backed into two. I was no, when you, when straddling, them, straddling the stripe. I thought, well, we'll cross this one off my to-do list. Well, the other thing is on, on those, uh, those car haul rigs, there's, uh, there's all different kinds of, of rigs. You know, the, uh, there's Stinger rigs. and Back in the old days, they had high-mount fifth wheels, which is like a... a, a you had a trailer that would, that would haul basically all your cars with a with a head ramp over the tractor where you could stick one or two. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the modern day Stinger rigs, the uh, you know you get about about half. Like the the one I was talking about had 14 decks. When I loaded 12 cars, I would put five on the truck and seven on the trailer. <laughs> Amazing! All right, you you get extra gold stars from me on that. And uh, yeah, you, when you load them, you you load the uh, the top deck first. You know, you 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 set all your decks up, and you and you like run your first car on out over the cab, and then you mm-hmm. tie that down, and then you use your hydraulics and raise that one up out of your way, and and set it up for the next one, and so on and so forth, and. You know, as you load each one, you tie it down and then then raise it up so it's not in your way, so you can like the next car will drive up under it. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, and you pin them so they can't leak down and fall on each other. And then once you get all the top loaded, then you load the bottom, and uh, and then you start getting everything down where you can uh, where your legal height so you can go on the road with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, once you do it, I mean, uh, you know, once you learn your truck, why? You have an idea what you're going to do before you even start. You know, you pretty much know how you're going to do this. Boy, I hope so. And, uh, you know, as far as, like, uh, you know, which flippers you put out, which pockets you're going to use, uh, you know, uh, your pin settings and all that. Mm-hmm. Now, when you drove a load, not not cars, but a load, let's say a Walmart truck, and you had a, a Walmart trailer, who loads that? Well, that's freight hauling. I, I never did much in the way of freight hauling, but uh, yeah, those are usually loaded, loaded and unloaded by the warehouse. At the warehouse, so you just show up with a tractor and they're ready to go. Well, yeah, uh, you might have to wait, but yeah, they they would back into the door, and if it's palletized freight, then they they pull it mm-hmm. off. But back in the old days, a lot of times, uh, you know, guys, like I said, I never did much freight work. That wasn't for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, like, I've, I used to haul watermelons every once in a while or onions or something when when uh, mm-hmm. on a flatbed. I'd take a load somewhere or, or and I'd take a side kit with me. Those things are heavy. What's that? Very heavy. What's that? A lot of weight. We did onions and, and vegetables. I, I would guess oranges and and. Stuff like that probably don't compare to watermelons and onions, but watermelons are heavy. Yeah, well, they all, I mean, if you're talking about a truckload, it's all the same, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, when I hold the watermelons, I usually got like 20 pound average. You know, you need to get, mm-hmm. get like 2,000 watermelons or 2,200 oh, watermelons. Oh, oh, pick me. It would, pick me. It would be on oh, the floor. I love watermelon. Hmm. Well, they would be on the floor and. And uh, then when you got there, you had to unload them by hand. And uh, uh, back in the days when I did it, the, the driver did it, or either the driver did it or the driver hired somebody to help him. You know? Wow. Wow. Lots and lots of Did you have to go to truck driving school? And how long, how big of a uh, No, I never, never did that. Never, do they have such a thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's about the only way you can get hired now. Cause, oh. uh, yeah, and... Thing is, these driving schools. They, you know, I've, I've, I've worked with lots of guys that went to driving school, and they know nothing. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> experience counts. Yeah. Well, even the way that what they teach them is a lot of stuff is wrong, but that's why they, you know, it's by the book. It's what yeah. they do it, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's, you know, just by the book. So. Hmm. I mean, you remember my thing is that in my bucket list. This is in my bucket list, Walt, to remind me of this. I have to drive an 18-wheeler. I don't care if it's across a parking lot. I have to do that before I get to the end of my bucket. Uh, do most drivers do not own their own truck, right? No, most don't, no. Do some do? And if so, is it, do they basically, are they always... Like a free agent looking for whoever going to pay the bills. Well, it depends on you know what you do, uh, uh-huh. and it's different now than when I did it. Uh, uh, like I said, I've been out of this business for a long time. So 
back when I did it, you still had to have uh, operating authority to haul. You know, most 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 commodities had were regulated, so you had to have uh, government operating authority to haul stuff. Uh, you couldn't just say, "Well, I got a truck, and this guy's got a load; he wants moved." You know, you, you can't do that. Uh, has, so what, to, how how would you get that done? Would you have to go through the city hall and get a stamp? How would you? No, be- no. Uh, the operating authority was just about impossible to get. And uh, what you would do is someone has the authority to haul that freight. So, uh, you know, you would uh, they they would generally have the freight. You would call them and uh-huh. uh, and they, and do what's called a, a trip lease or a single trip lease. And you would just lease your equipment to them to haul that one load. Uh-huh. And then they they take about a third of it off the top. Mm. Wow. That's Put their name on the door. They take the money. You know. <laughs> and a lot of times too, you have to enter line. Like uh, uh, you might have one company has the authority to take that load to this state, and then another company has the authority to take it on to the next couple states or whatever. So you might have to change the name on your truck a couple times while you're hauling something. <laughs> Did you have to be a businessman? In other words, you could you figure out okay? This is not going to make sense that we're not, we're not getting enough to cover the expenses. Did you did you have to worry about you know the the billing process? Well, I mean, yeah, I don't own, own equipment, so yeah, you don't uh-huh. worry about what you're making, yeah. And uh, yeah, you have to just you know be able to understand what it costs to operate, and yeah. then when you get there, what, you know what's going to happen when you get to get that load there and get it empty. Uh, take to fill up a truck? If you need gas, how long would it take if you were empty? Oh, there's uh, diesel pumps. They, they go pretty quick. Uh, my trucks, most of my trucks had uh, either 200 or 280 gallon tanks. Hmm. Uh, I had a couple that had small tanks on them. But, uh, you know, if I was pulling take 200 gallon, you know, that'd take you, I don't know, you know, 15 minutes maybe. Uh-huh. That's pretty quick. Yeah, the pumps, they, I mean, they go pretty quick, you know. They're big hoses. If you ever try to uh, fill a car or a can or something out of one of them, you'd see, you know, because it's, it's hard to fill a five-gallon can without slopping it out on the ground. Would, there be, would you generally use the same truck stop? Would, would, would guys have their favorite point they would pull over and grab a sandwich? Oh, yeah, you, you always, yeah, you get to, you know, we're creatures of habit. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, but... Uh, you know, where I did irregular routes, see, I never did this, like the, you know, like uh, these freight haulers, they do the same thing. Like you see, a, you know, like a roadway or something, they go terminal to terminal. They're, they do the same thing every day, you know. Uh, with me, it was, you know, I never knew where I would be or what I would be hauling or anything else, you know, so. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of variety in it, you know, but still, you do it long enough, you start, you know, you start getting uh you know, you, you just get a feel for it, and you start picking up things. You know, where you're, where you're stopping the same places all the time. So, would you mm-hmm. would you be booked a month out? How 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 would you truly know your schedule? Oh, I never had a schedule other than what I had on the truck. Okay. And then I found then I started another schedule. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, mm-hmm. you know wherever you were, and and uh, you know like different areas are good for different types of of equipment, like, uh, you know, back when
when I was doing it, going into New England, you know, there there was nothing up there for for a, you know for me a heavy hauler coming back out of there, you know, because they don't they don't make anything up there. So, you know, I'd take machinery or building materials or whatever up there, and and uh, you know, I always planned on coming back out of there empty. So. Yeah. It had to, it had to pay me enough to go up there that I could come back out in. I see. And you know, I hold a few loads out of New England, and and well, uh, they got maple syrup. But I guess there's not enough maple syrup to bring it down. To bring it uh, back. Yeah, good old. Too well. <laughs> well, I'm going to be a party pooper here. We're down to four minutes before the end of the show. All right. Well, I've been staying this long. I just called to say no, hi to you guys. You no, on. I'm I'm so happy that we could talk with you. I'm just I you know we get to midnight and Walden and I are just starting to warm up, and we have to go. Right. Well, just commandeer the station, Stale. I don't, love it. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think? Bill, love it. You think Bill would know? <laughs> yeah, because Gary would run it into the rocks and sink it in 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Jerry! I'm so glad you got through. All right, yeah, I'm glad to talk to you. We have missed you, and please do it again. All right, perfect. Yeah. And, uh, you have to send me an email when you're on during the week or something like this. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Patricia should put, get her email blasting system going. Yeah. My oh, my blasting system. Yeah. 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 We have to talk about doing something like that. We knew. We knew. Hi. All right. Well, you guys have a good evening. You too, Jerry. Bye. Thank you, Jerry. You too. And and for goodness sakes, get some sleep. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you later. Okay. Thank you. And we are down to four minutes. Do we? I'll just keep the line that way. When a minute go, I'll be dialing. So uh, it could be Patricia and I. Oh, okay. I didn't have any any idea what you were talking about. I know. Oh, you want me to keep the phone lines open for three more minutes? I don't. I don't think so. I think we're we're going to be in trouble if we do that. Um, but I do have two things. Yeah. I we can hurry up and do information, please. But I think maybe that's better held for Saturday. Because okay. I did come up with some suggestions on who might who might fit the panel. But I also looked up. It was a dark and stormy night. Oh yes. Do you recall I said it had to be in context? Yes. Well, yes, it does. Now, it was a dark and stormy night, ends with a semicolon, which is, uh, it, it substitutes for a period, but there is not a period in here. So we'll start with, uh, and by the time I finish, we're going to say goodnight. It was a dark and stormy night. The rain fell in torrents, except at occasional intervals, when it was checked by a violent gust of wind, which swept up the streets. For it was London that our scene lies, rattling along the housetop and fiercely agitating the scanty flame of the lamps that struggled against the darkness. I think I understand why they said that was the worst opening <laughs> in the history of I'm sure there's something worse than that, but that was pretty bad. And that, that was all one that was all one sentence. And that came from that was it was a dark and stormy night. Why do the we know opening, it? Why, why do we know it so much, so well? We oh, we know it so well because one of the universities in California, and I will have to look it up, started the Bulwer Bulwer Lytton Award. That's the man's name. That's his last name. Bulwer B U L W E R. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but one of the college literature 
classes decided to start this contest. It's an informal thing. People send in what they think are horrible openings. They decided that this was really bad and people should have the opportunity to do worse than this. And they do. <laughs> it's, it's really good. So now I understand why the run-on sentences are always part of the entries. I thought because, I thought because Snoopy made it so famous. Sorry. So famous. No, it, it's the other way around. Snoopy uses it because it's so famous. It was a dark and stormy night. Okay, we are down to one minute. We have to say good night. <laughs> Already. <laughs> Already. So depending on what Bill and Mike are doing this week, we might be back. Yes. Then again, we might not. So tune in Monday through Thursday to find out if Patricia Wong <laughs> will be there. That's right. The next exciting episode of... Walden and Patricia. Super Walden. Super Patricia. And, and Patricia, my darling Patricia. My darling. We are here. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thanks for being with us and for tuning in and discovering us. And I've got information from Tom in New York about the incubator, so we'll do that next time. Thank you, Tom, for sending that. Good night, you know, the oxygen, the oxygen levels. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia, and we love you all very, very much. Jaws Professional Patricia from FL Home Alt Tab Skype Trademark Left Rat Alt F4 Alt Tab Skype tra Alt Tab Patricia from Alt Tab MP3 Alt Tab Patricia from FL Home Bill Bragg Alt F4 Alt Tab Skype tra Alt Tab Bill Bragg Alt Tab MP3 Alt Tab Bill Bragg Bill Bragg Alt F4 Alt Tab Skype tra Alt Tab Sound Forge Pro Escape Escape Enter Zero Enter Zero Point O Menu A leaving menu M O N D A Y N I G H T W I T A P A T R I C I A five dash two three dash one six save a save enter data window zero point oh one six seconds.